I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, who hasn't been ejected yet. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We got a Luka Doncic ejection, and hey. I, I was, I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> What's really funny is before the first e- first technical, I tweeted out. I said at some point Luka Doncic is going to snap on an official this year. <laughs> And uh, then he gets a tech at the end of the first half. And uh, people are like joking about like, oh, we got a tech. And this stuff had been building. What If it was up to him, if you would have told Luca, hey, you're going to get ejected today, I'm pretty sure he would have loved to get his money's worth. And uh, I would much rather be ejected for uh, telling the officials how I felt about them instead of a stupid kick of the basketball up in the air. Yeah, it's just it's one of the first things we've noticed of Luca not knowing the rules. <laughs> you know, like you always wonder coming over from a different league where they do things you know differently, the offensive basket interference, the shorter three point line, things like that. Uh, you wonder what things they won't remember or just do out of habit. And kicking the ball up in the air happens to be Luca's thing. And it, it, and like he does this sometimes. He does he kicks the ball in the court and kicks it to a player or something like that. But it's like it's like one of those things to where when players get mad and they slam the ball down on the ground super hard yeah. and they catch it. That's the thing. Or you throw it up against the stanchion of the, like the goal yeah, and yeah. you catch it real quick. West like that's no that big a deal. Ga- a couple days, a couple games ago, and he didn't get called for anything. It's no big deal if you catch it. Right. But you're 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 a little risky with it. if you throw it at the stanchion and miss goes into the stands. That's a technical. Or if you're, if you, or if you're Kyrie and you petty <laughs> you petty wise it into the stands and just chuck it. Yes. <laughs> Drop. Or if it. you like slam it on the ground super hard and you don't catch it and it goes up in the air, that's going to be a technical. And so this is it's it was similar to that of the timeout was called. He tried to juggle it with his feet and he just kicked it a little too high up in the air and uh, it went into the stands and. It just sucks that that was his second technical of the game. I mean, yeah. I mean, it warrants it, you, but then again, it's one of those things, too, where, like, if that was LeBron, he's not getting ejected. Did you watch we the Warriors game the other night, Boogie's first game? Yeah, yeah. Well, So, Draymond Green got a technical earlier in the game, and then he got a – he almost got a – he got a second one when he was hanging on the rim, and he, like – he didn't do a pull-up. There's a guy under him, and he, like – he, he was going in full motion. If he would have let go, he would have fell on his back. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was he he dunked and his chest essentially hit the rim. Like he Yeah. His and his torso like hit his chest and his torso like hit the rim. His legs were like above the rim on the other side. And then he just came down. Like he didn't even hang on it and they called a technical on him. And so everybody's like, Oh, that's so stupid. I said that that was soft and all this stuff and then, then he comes back and apparently it's a like a non what did they call it? It was like a non uh Dang it. Non-sportsman-like uh, technical yeah, or something yeah. like you, that. You'd think that kicking the ball would be one of those, you know? Yeah. Well, in, when uh, when I played high school growing up, I played against uh, played against this nearby uh, county, and this kid went up and dunked it, but he was going super fast, and he let go of the rim. Instead of holding on the rim and swinging back, he let go of the rim, fell, and broke both of his wrists. Ugh. 
And it's something, it's like one of those things where you'll never forget for your entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you play basketball. So when so I you see always that remember to play, hold on to the rim when you dunk? Yeah, every time I dunk, <laughs> I, I make sure to hold on. Try to hold on with two hands, but sometimes I get cocky yeah, with it and slap the backboard. The and, yeah. and I just you do, do the pull, elbow. Pull <laughs> if I pull my elbow out of it, you just got, there's technique behind all that. <laughs> uh, I no, always never feel like that elbow dunk it. would really hurt. Right? Yes, yes, it would hurt. Yeah. But anyway, the Luca thing, <clears throat> it was super unfortunate. If it was LeBron or somebody like that, they would have not been tossed. Uh, so that part is super frustrating. But it's one of those things where I understand both. So I understand fans getting frustrated by it, but it's one of those things where if you're a ref, an, you kind of have to call it. Nope, and, it's an anti-European bias. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Put your tinfoil <laughs> hats on. Put it on. They're brought up in a different place where soccer and football is a thing that they do. And I'm just glad Luca being... didn't get the stomach bug and that's going around. You know what? That is something to be thankful for, for sure. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm glad he's not sick. Um obviously we're going to be talking about the uh we're continuing our Dennis Smith Jr. trade trade dash. We're continuing it cuz you're listening to us on a Sunday or on Monday or whenever you listen to us. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody it. to call us out and be like, "Well, what if we don't get traded until the summer?" Are you <laughs> No, well, we're doing it until the trade deadline, so. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we at least have that out unless if something happens, then if if Dennis gets traded, obviously we'll we'll be done with the dash, but the uh, the trade deadline is our is our out <laughs> of doing podcasts every single day, which is what we're doing right now. Um, so we'll talk about the Mavericks' ninety nine to one hundred and eleven loss to the Pacers in Indiana. Uh, not a ton to talk about in that game. Kind of already hit it with Luca's ejection, and then we'll also revisit the uh, comments from Rick Carlisle on ESPN Radio. I know a lot of you guys uh, tweeted me and DM'd me about it and wanted to know, if, you know, what we thought about it. And Isaac and his dad talked about it. They held down the fort yesterday um, while I was taking care of my sick wife. And uh, so they did that, which was awesome. Go back and listen to that podcast. And uh, so we'll talk about Rick Carlisle's comments on, uh, did I say 105.3? I meant 103.3. Which is I get them all mixed up. ESPN. I just said ESPN to keep me safe. Yeah, ESPN radio. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about in this game or should we just move on? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it it was it was such it was just frustrating game. They're so um, we were talking before you hit record, but like they're so good at defense. The Pacers, the Pacers they're one of the best teams in the East. Uh, they're super deep. Sabonis and Tyreek Evans killed the Mavs off the bench, and um, it, it was just they can uh, Luca has only had a few like a handful of games this season in which he really looked like a rookie, and this was one of them. He didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, he wasn't playing defense. Um, he didn't turn it over all. that much, which I was kind of surprised. <clears throat> Everybody was talking very, you know, they're talking down on him, and he only had what two turnovers. <clears throat> yeah, and, and you know, eventually at nineteen, the the lack of calls are are going to get frustrating. And talking about a night to sit there and watch a full Mavericks game and watch Luca, and then turn right back around and I watched a majority of the Rockets Lakers game. Uh, just a little bit ago, and see James Harden. If you get to see a full Luka game and then a full Harden game in one night and see the differences and the calls that they get, it will make you even more pissed off because you're like, <laughs> so we don't how in the world? That. I just watched two and a half hours of Luka not get anything, and <clears throat> somebody just breathed in Harden, and uh, he just got that. I'm like, oh, the, the consistency. Uh, but I can't wait till Luka has that respect with officials. Well, and James Harden it t- you know, <laughs> is the best Foul, drawer of fouls, maybe ever. 
Yeah, you think, true. Can you think of it? I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I can't. definitely in this era. I mean, yeah, definitely you right can now. Say, yeah, definitely. You can say you can say ever because of how ticky tack this era is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sure. He's just he's so good at drawing fouls. Uh, if someone were to draw fouls like this, maybe back in a different era, like the '90s or even early 2000s, <laughs> uh, they would be hurt a lot. <laughs> you know, because of how severe those fouls would have to be <laughs> for them to even like count. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of why he's able to take advantage of it like that. But the the calls will come for Luca, and we're seeing Luca get more calls than we saw Dennis get last year. You know, I mean, he's it's not like he doesn't get anything, but there is I was a, thinking there about is that. a lot of moments where you you look at calls, and I was even when I went back and did my uh, my recent video on my the YouTube channel Nick Van Exit uh, about um, Luca making the All Star team. I just took like a whole bunch of clips of Luca making step backs. And put it under, you know, the stuff where I did, gra- where I had graphics and things. And uh, there's so many of those I was watching and go, okay, he got fouled there. He got fouled there. He got fouled there. Didn't get called. Didn't get called. <laughs> didn't get called. The, I mean, the game winner against, or the, yeah, the, the one to put him up against Minnesota the other night, there was a foul on that and that didn't get called. There's all kinds of stuff uh, that, yeah, eventually it's just going to, you know, all pile up and he's going to call him out. But let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, give us your comments on whatever you were just about to say. What were you gonna say? <clears throat> I was just gonna say the um, how I could see how out fa- outside fans look at us and be like, "Y'all complained all last year about how Dennis Smith Jr. was getting rooked by the officials, and now you're complaining again about Luca Don." Uh, <clears throat> I could see that, but I feel like it's worse this year with uh, with Luca. But it added up. Well, and and one thing we said about Dennis a lot last year is he's not trying to draw fouls. He's just he's he's driving in and. There are some times where he does he did get fouled and we I'm saying did like it was past tense you know like, yeah like he's not still playing but uh, there are some times when when that would happen and he would get fouled and he wouldn't get called for it but a lot of times he's trying to avoid contact and that's you know not going to help him yeah so and you saw it just uh, it it added up for Luca tonight he got the technical at the end of the first half and he was uh, sharing some words with the official they teed him up came back into the second half they shot the free throw at the beginning. He played a handful of minutes in the in the third quarter, and that's when the kickball thing happened. <laughs> and really, after that point, <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't looking good before him, uh, but after that point, the playmaking was just have fun. And without, without Luca and Dennis, man, it takes you back, I mean, two years to a Mavericks team that had no playmakers, where Wes Matthews was coming off the, you know, where he was and JJ it, it's Luca Dennis and Jay because yeah, even in, JJ if we too. had JJ like JJ would have played probably the whole fourth quarter in that situation but uh without them three I mean you're really asking I mean they asked Jalen Brunson and really like West it was just there's yeah there I, we're not gonna do a whole huge long podcast but it's just there's a lot of things going on right now with this uh, with the team and yeah and it's it's tough when you're out to playmakers, you think of you think of a bunch of teams and you're like, well, how many playmakers do they have? Like the Rockets. The Rockets have two playmakers, right? Or maybe three if you count Eric Gordon. Like yeah. Austin Rivers now, I guess, sort of. Uh, but Chris Paul and James Harden, those are your only playmakers, and they're kind of built around that. Uh, you look at, But then you look at a team like the Nuggets, and they have playmakers, it seems like, pretty much everywhere. You got Jokic, obviously. You have uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray will make some plays here and there. <clears throat> you have Paul Millsap. Who's a, you know, a guy that can make some plays as a as a power forward? Uh, Will Barton, obviously, Monty Morris off the bench. You're just like, I, then they're getting Isaiah Thomas back. 
<laughs> these teams no, have du- dudes that make plays all over the place. The Mavs just don't have that. Yeah, and <clears throat> really, this past week is um, such a unique week for the Mavericks with everything going on with the Dennis Smith situation. They've only had, if you really do, so I write the weekly column for Mavs.com, and uh, that comes out every Monday. And um, Quote of the week. <laughs> Dennis can come uh, back whenever he wants to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure all that. I'm trying to put the Wait, yeah, figure the, out how to write all that. But uh, quote. But there's pretty much it's Monday. You know, if you do the week Monday through Sunday, if you say that's how you want to classify as week, they only had two games this week. Some of these games they have four. Yeah. I mean, some of these weeks they have four, and it was such a spread out week. It was supposed to be a recuperating week for the whole team. <clears throat> it was supposed to, you know, have like multiple days off. You know, the last time they've had multiple days off in a week, uh, it was a long yeah, time ago. The off <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, but that was overshadowed by the whole situation. It was just a, a really weak, a really weird week. But I hand this player of the uh, player of the week award out every single Monday. I struggle this week because I'm like, Luca gets ejected, was having a horrible game. He had a he had one great game, so. I, I I've handed it to Luca a lot. I'm actually leaning towards Wesley Matthews because he had 17 points tonight. He had 13 points the other night. He had nine points in the first quarter this is, tonight. This is one of those weeks where you give it to him, so people can't be like, "Well, you've never given it to Wesley Matthews. You hate Wesley." I gave it yes. to him. I gave it to him once. He got his. He got his one. Or maybe we can promote him, like Wesley Matthews, Player of the Week for the Mavericks. Ooh. Look at that. Hey, and it's Mavs.com too. So what if they're doing some <laughs> research and? Other teams are like, hmm, we should look into this West Mavs. Oh, let's look at and see what Mavs.com has to say about him. He was their best player this week. He was their best player this week. What if he could be our best player next week? Anyway, I don't have anything else about this Pacers game. Uh, it was frustrating. and This Pacers team they... is the exact opposite team that the Mavericks want to play right now. <laughs> yes, yes. A deep team and... like this with playmakers off the bench. Uh, seeing Doug McDermott again, you have... No, oh, I miss Doug on this team. I know. Uh, Sabonis, who should start, and Miles Turner, who's also been good. I love Miles Turner, man. I want him to be a Maverick so so it's bad. So funny else. and random that that's our our beef right now is Miles Turner versus Sabonis, and they're both great players. I, I, yeah, I like them they're, both. They're, like, would you say they're probably on the same level right now? Um, yeah. I mean, I could hear the argument that Sabonis yeah. is better than Turner right now. They they're just they have two different types of uh, of games yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. but and yeah, I love them both. Sabonis was a plus 22 tonight. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang, man. All right, let's uh let's talk about this Carlisle on ESPN Radio thing. Um, so he went on ESPN Radio. Uh, and the first thing he said. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. I shared a little bit of my thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. The first on thing it. he said was uh, on the message that was sent to Dennis Smith Jr. And I'm reading this off Dallas Morning News. They did a uh, they just did like a aggregation of the uh, his comments. Message sent to Dennis Smith Jr.'s agent. This is from Rick Carlisle. It was sent as a message with no response necessary, but that they could either work through Donnie Nelson or myself to facilitate. That's where things are, and I'm hoping he comes back soon. Uh, they're not even, they're not even talking right now. Yeah, it's um, right. Isn't that what that means? Rick, Rick is being so candid about the whole situation. He it, is. It, it's almost weird because they're they're not. They're not. They're they're never, never. like this. They keep stuff so. Um, in-house um, so it's strategic it's almost like when you watch LeBron say the things and do the things he does and you're like oh what's behind that <laughs> you kind of look at this and it's just there but 
I don't think there's anything behind it because I don't think the Mavericks have anything to hide in the sense. It's just them saying, yeah, yeah. we're just going to open up the They're book just and just be straight up honest with y'all. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, here we go. Y'all can read into it all you want. And yes, it is um, Rick openly welp- welcoming Dennis back to the team at any point that um, the pendulum um, swings to the other side at that point. Like, all right, we're waiting on you now. Yeah, your move. Then he goes on to talk about Dennis and Jr., his relationship with him. And I thought it was interesting that he talks about how, uh, you know, I'm so proud of the work that he's done. I do coach him hard. You know, that whole thing of, you know, you're going to, you, you have this potential. So I'm going to hold you to this high regard and, and I'm going to, to hold you to this high level of responsibility. You just, that The first thing I thought of when it made me think about that is like, okay, so that being said, what do you like? How do you coach Dwight Powell then? Like a guy that just has like a normal amount of potential for a player. He's athletic, but doesn't have a ton of skills. And like, so you do, do you just coach him like normally? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because, <laughs> because you, you, don't you see hold the somebody to a higher responsibility because they have more potential, doesn't that mean that you hold lower players to a lower responsibility? <laughs> I get what he was saying to a point because he was making a trying to make a point that he was praising Dennis and yes, he was and he always to, he seems to go out of his way to praise Dennis a lot. He has done that all last year. He did that this year. He's yes. done it with his defense and with his shooting, and he even did that again when he talked to ESPN. Uh, he has done this a lot for Dennis, and if this week proves anything, he needed to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean. And you see with these comments, um, whether it's practice or on ESPN radio, of just really even taking the trying to take the bullseye off of him and saying, hey, I just want to put this out there that this is not him. Like he's a team guy and he would never. And yeah, that we'll, last we'll sentence get, of we'll get to that. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, I want to just so go like, by line by line, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, so him saying, That's like, awesome. he, is, he has such good potential that I'm going to coach him harder. And, and uh, then he goes on yeah. to say, I would not disrespect any player like Dennis Smith Jr. by holding back and not doing everything possible to bring out the best in him. I have that kind of respect for him and his ability. Okay. Do you think? Hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, we don't know what that looks like. And I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't know exactly how Rick Rick coaches in practice and all that stuff, so I don't know the behind the scenes. He's obviously being held back right now, though, because of Luca. We've talked we talk all the time about do you maximize your best player's abilities and marginalize the players around him, or do you marginalize the uh, you know the best player in order to maximize the players around him? And Dennis has been a player that's kind of been marginalized this year. His best his best trait is attacking the basket like all the time. And he just doesn't get to do it as much because Luca has the ball more and more and more and more and more. At the beginning of the season, we were calling for Luca to get the ball more. Now he's, you know, his usage percentage has gone way up. Uh, if NBA.com still had touches available, we could see if his touches went. But uh, and NBA.com you know, and- took it away, and I'm very upset about that. I do not like it. And I would <laughs> like someone at NBA.com to talk to me about it and tell me why they did this. And if you're just listening, call Zach Lowe. if you're listening right now, anyway. Um. And you know the only thing we're revisiting this stuff because there were uh, there was no pretty much big Dennis update on Saturday. Um, it's pretty much still the same yeah. spot. He did travel was, with there, the team. He's not going to play against Milwaukee. We're not going to talk about that again. He's just not on the trip. So uh, Fox Sports did run like a little promo and 
followed DSJ in the Mavs as they head to Milwaukee for a ball. Oh did they really? <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh my um, gosh. That, but no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have we talked about on the podcast, like the idea of all the, uh, the billboards and all the like oh, marketing and all that kind of stuff. What about that? So much. Oh, stuff. what happened to that? Um, augmented reality billboard. That was Dennis, right? Like it's still there. Uh, it might be getting changed at some point. That's wild. That's like just a regular rotation, like all that stuff. Anyway, um, it's wild to think about. Um, Rick said a quote before the game tonight, and some people, you know, whatever you read into how much if you want, but they were asking with it being in Indiana and Larry Bird there, and just all the stuff they're doing a lot of stuff with history. They wear the Hickory uniforms tonight, and um, but anyway. They brought up, I saw this through Brad Townsend, they brought up um, the Larry Bird comparison to Luca, and they brought up to Rick Carlisle. Oh, yeah, and I saw this Brad, Brad Townsend tweeted out and said, the very first statement that Rick said was, well, Luca's a point guard. Whoa. And ears, then he ears like... perked up on that one. Yeah, so like... I feel like we've seen Rick dance around this as far as like what position well, and stuff, when but he, got, he opened up. When he got drafted, we, we asked Carlisle, said, what position is, is Luka Doncic in the NBA? And he says his position is on the basketball court. I thought that was one of the most profound things he's ever said, and now he's just walking it back. <laughs> yeah, and it, so it, it sounded like in that whole, in what Brad you know tweeted out, and I was like, okay. I mean, that's the – so, uh, which we think that's where Luka should play. And but he should just have the I, ball in his hands. I don't care what you call him <laughs> or what position. We don't even care about positions anymore. I mean, we don't. We are not like super good at breaking down, you know, plays and what they run and who goes where. Like that's not really what we are. I do that sometimes on my YouTube channel, um, but here on the podcast, we we don't really care positions that much. We try to keep it. Yeah, we try to keep it pretty fan friendly on here instead of going into horns and backdoor cuts and all these. You know, we could. Anyway, keep going. Let's uh, let's end by talking about um, this this idea that Carlisle says. Um, man, uh, I do feel strongly that this is what Carlisle said to ESPN. I do feel, and he brought this. I, I want to say this, and I said this on yesterday's pod. He like interrupted his answer to a different question and voluntarily brought this up. And he, if you li- go back and listen to the interview, and he said he does this very rarely, but when he does, he mean he does it for a reason. Because he prefaces right before he says this, he goes, "Hey, hey, I want to go, but I want to say this about Dennis real quick." And then he goes in, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, he's making a point to say this." So keep on going. I do feel strongly that people should not look at Dennis in the situation now and judge him harshly that he's doing something against his teammates or the Mavs or anything like that. I just think this is a business type situation, and this is what he's being advised to do. And we've seen, you know. Some commentators on the Mavericks say, yeah, don't don't hold this against Dennis Smith Jr. No, we're still going to hold this against Dennis Smith Jr. He he can listen to those advisors. He has three agents uh, that he listens to, and he can listen to those guys all he wants, but if he makes a decision, they have to you know follow through with whatever, whatever he wants to do. They get paid by him. <laughs> it's not, you know, he doesn't get paid by them anymore. He used to in college. That did happen in college, <laughs> but he doesn't anymore. And, you know, Carlisle goes on in that quote and says, hey, if that's what his advisors are telling him, then, you know, he should follow that advice or whatever oh, yeah. it is. Well, I'll go, let me go back because it's right before that. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I do know one thing. 
This kid is a team guy, and he loves being with his teammates. He really respects his teammates. This is just my feeling, is that he's being told to stay away for whatever reason. I just don't want people out there to think he's uh, snubbing the Mavs or anything like that. This is just my opinion. I believe there's business stuff going on, and he's being told to stay away. Listen, if that's what they feel is in his best interest, he should trust his his advisors. But it's unlike him to not want to be with his teammates. And then he went on to say, that you know, don't judge Dennis harshly and all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, he is taking, he is diverting the spotlight, or at least trying to off of Dennis yes. and onto his his agent, and trying to hey praise Dennis while still saying, and, and it's the whole situation. We we talked about like Nerlens before, and Nerlens yeah. a summer in free agency, and where he had Happy Walters, and the whole situation happened. What ended up happened? He ended up firing Happy Walters, and he signed with Rich Paul. Now. It, Rich Paul it plus sports, easy. which is also LeBron's agent and all that stuff. Yeah, and it was so easy for Mavs fans to get on Twitter and be like, Dennis, fire your agent and come to work and all this stuff. That is so hard because this agent has helped him get things like his Under Armour shoe deal. He like he's helped him and guided him into the league. We don't know when he met his agent. Like there yeah. is relationships between and Dennis is twenty one years old. Like he is still super young. It is very difficult for somebody still learning the ropes of the league for you, for him to just say, see ya, cut and bait, gone, and then just pick up a brand new agent and try to yeah, welcome Nerlens had been in the league for like four years. <laughs> Yeah, Nerlens has been around for a while to make connections and you know know other people and all this different stuff. So now, <clears throat> but there is a, a sense of truth to it too of saying, "Hey, I get it. It's probably he's probably sitting back hearing from his agent and advisors, whoever those people are, around him saying, "Hey, you, you could be a star. This situation ain't it. Ho- keep on holding out. They'll be forced to get a trade at some point. They're not gonna like all this different stuff." And it is his decision. Like, it comes down to him. If it's somebody he hired, it's his decision to follow that person, yeah. uh, whatever it is, and to say, hey, like, okay. And so there, there is, yeah, there's responsibility all the way around that. And Carlisle tried to take it off of Dennis uh, for the fans because. Because he's um, welcome back whenever, and they want him to come back, and they want him to try. And- whenever he's feeling healthy, whenever he's doing better and not sick, and. And Rick reads stuff, okay? So, and Rick has talked about in the past. Yeah. So he's, you know, he reads stuff. He keeps track of what people write and say and different stuff. So he probably, he's not dumb. He's seen a lot of the fan reaction probably to Dennis in the situation and was like, hey, like, you kind of feel for the kid if he's getting bad advice, he doesn't understand it or like whatever it is. And, if there's a scenario in which he, if they think that they could work it out, he doesn't want the fan base to totally turn on the kid, and uh, so he's like yeah. trying to take some of it off of him and put it on on the agent. But going back to the original statement, it's super weird that Rick is being so candid because that's just something we haven't seen really. I mean, in a long time, maybe ever. Like, because that's just not what they do. It's not what they do. It's very weird. The Dennis thing continues on, and uh, so does the Lockdown Mavericks podcast with our Dennis Smith Jr. dash. If uh... it, I mean, it's just weird kind of where we're at. It's weird how where the team is headed. I mean, it's been a slow step down the mountain this year. Would you be surprised now if he came back and played a game for the Mavericks now? Would I be surprised if he played for the Mavericks again? For sure. I wouldn't yes. be at this point. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They've set it up to where they want him to try and play again. Mm, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, they've said it. I, I mean, it all comes down to Dennis at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, it's a matter of who who's going to call whose bluff of Dennis right. and his camp saying, hey, we're going to hold out until you trade us. You're not going to sit there and say, you know, you're not going to not trade us. You'll trade us eventually. You're not going to go through this circus or saga the whole rest of the season in Dirk's last season and all this stuff. And right. Look um, oh. And then there's, <laughs> then there's a Maverick side of it too saying, well, you're not just going to sit there. Like, there is probably some, I mean, are you going to try to pull the sick card forever or whatever it is? So, like, there is a whole different, it, it's a, there has to be both of them calling their bluffs. And to to put a bow on it, somebody tweeted at, it, at me tonight and it made me think about it. I'm like, hey, this is so true. He wrote two se- separate sentences. He goes, this season is fun. And then another sentence, this season is, like, not fun. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so true because... It's such a weird season as a fan. Like, how do you feel? Because it's almost, it's like you have this, oh, Luca's here. This is incredible. You've made and sides now. Yeah, like, and now there's this whole, like, oh, man, now we're starting to, like, imagine where we're at in November when they went, like, 12-4 and four or whatever it is. Luca's killing it. Everybody's playing. Like, Dirk is about to come back. We're so excited. And now, Bam. This is where we're at. Dirt came back um, and ruined all of it. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, so it, it's just, it's <laughs> trying to figure out where we're at. Right? Like, how you feel about the season is so uh, interesting to me. Yeah, we should do more Fan Pulse Fridays. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to, we'll try to bring, uh, bring it back. Especially right and... now to see where, <laughs> where fans actually are feeling. Oh, gosh. I'm curious to see how what fans feel about Dennis right now. Are you sick of Dennis? Are you in the camp where you're like, well, uh, you know, let's just get rid of him, or no, I still want him to stay back. It's just interesting. So, All right, that's going to do it for us today. Um, we'll be back, obviously, th- tomorrow for Monday, and uh, we're excited to see hopefully something happen and for the Mavericks to kind of move on from this and to, to keep moving forward. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Tent.